Welcome to Make Up Your Life with me, Devon, your host. And today we have another amazing guest, Gregory Arlt. I you said it, it right. You right? did it. Congratulations. A plus. Yes. <laughs> Thank um, for you. For those of you who don't know who Gregory is, he's an Emmy Award nominee. He's the director of Makeup Artistry for Mac. Um, you've always been based out of Los Angeles? Always. Born and raised. Yes. Born and raised. He's the real Rare native. Deal. Yes. Um, 25 years of experience. Oh, right? actually it's 30. Oh, 30. <laughs> we've, we, yes, a little more time has passed probably since my bio was written, but it's it, literally, I started in 1989. Okay. When I was four. Yes. yes. No, <laughs> I was 19 actually. <laughs> well, nonetheless, you've been doing it a long time and you've kept with the trends and the times and and have done a variety of celebrities. For those of you who want to um, follow Gregory, I highly encourage you. It's super inspires, inspiring. His Instagram Thank handle you. is Gregory Arlt. So it's G-R-E-G-O-R-Y-A-A-A-R-L-T. And his website is his name as well, GregoryArlt.com. You will find amazing, amazing work on his pages. So Thank I you. encourage our listeners to take a look and follow you so, i hope uh, so thank yeah, you absolutely. and if you do follow me say hi i say hi back <laughs> well that is rare so that's good to know <laughs> i think engaging uh, with people is one of the most important things we can do but that's another story <laughs> that's another story but sometimes yes. you know you do get busy and and sure. not you know celebrity artists at your status sometimes just don't have the time it's not you know not for any other reason than overlooking oversight so tell us, um, and there's so many, you won Hollywood Beauty Award for Best Makeup Artist, um, the Ibiza Music Award for Best Makeup Artist in a Video, uh, Gwen Stefani's Misery, mm. which she had to be a beaut to work on. Oh, she's one of my favorite faces to work on. And people. Yeah. She's great. Oh, I bet. Mm-hmm. I bet. If she's anything like she is on camera, which is just so humble and so sweet. That's and her. And then fun and silly. If she's the same way uh, behind the camera, then I would imagine it's an amazing client to have. A million percent. And so it, it, she is. I mean, literally, when you see her on television, like on The Voice or on any in interviews, her authenticity is so authentic. <laughs> it really is. And also someone who loves glamour and loves makeup and loves the I whole know. process. So that makes it more fun. For sure, she Definitely. does. Definitely. Um, so I loved this. This is these are my notes. Gregory considers considers himself a beauty exorcist. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I will see my approach to beauty, it's always been more about pulling the beauty out of someone. That's what I mean by being a beauty exorcist, because really truly, like it's one thing to just like put makeup onto someone's face, but it's another thing to really respect who they are, their bone structure, their coloring, but also, and probably most importantly, their personality, you know, revealing their beauty, pulling it out and, and seeing it, you know, I think that's a gift that a lot of makeup artists have um, is to really kind of see within and, and what's going to make sense. What colors are going to make sense? What textures, what vibe is she a red lip woman? I mean, the list goes on, but so that's kind of in, in short, what a beauty exorcist is. <laughs> I love that. Thank I you. That. Um, so let's go way back. Okay. Did I miss anything? Cause you have an amazing, like 
portfolio and resume is there anything that i didn't catch that we should brag about a little bit oh my gosh well it sounds like you've done your research which is really appreciated <laughs> definitely i mean i mean i mean if maybe when we go back i'll think of anything that might pop yeah. into my brain <laughs> yeah it's been a long journey, right? Uh, it's a 30-year one, which is quite a long time. Yes, I've been... I love that you're still inspired, though. Because I'll be honest, I don't I don't hold a brush anymore. You know, really? I've gone into different... No, I don't. I, you know, I did, I did for a long time. And then I, once I opened the school, I loved teaching so much and inspiring students. And, you know, doing the demos, but I wasn't interested in and uh, working on clients anymore. Mm. And then I kind of lost that passion. I just love inspiring others to do it. So... And I knew that. I knew that Mm -hmm. I needed to be done. So I love that you have kept that fuel for the brush and that fire for the brush. I tell you, you know, it's so funny because I very much like you love to teach. I love to teach. It's in my blood. And when I actually, I mean, I'll, I'll jump around a little bit. When I first started working for Mac, which was in 1993, believe it or not, um, I actually was hired as a, a traveling makeup artist, but Mac was such a small company at the time. The joke was, if you could read, you can train, <laughs> you know? So I became a trainer as well as a traveling makeup artist. And I've always just really loved to teach people. I love when you, when you can give someone that aha moment, you know, like, oh, I didn't know that technique could allow me to do a better eyeliner or, you know, anything that's, that is inspirational. But at the same time, I, I do love, I love doing makeup so much. It's just, I, I've missed it so much during this last year, which is a whole other story. I mean, I have gotten, you know, I've, I've had a sprinkling of jobs over the year, but, um, uh, very few, very far between, but we're kind of vaguely getting back to what uh, we were doing, but still, with caution, but that's again, another story, but it's, I, when I actually did makeup again during the pandemic, I was like, do I remember how to do this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I but did. It's like I riding did. a bike. Totally. A hundred percent. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, it's, I, I, I really still love teaching people and I love doing like any kind of tutorial or, 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 you know, I did and do quite a lot of master classes. Again, now virtually um, due to the pandemic, but it is something that I love to do for sure. Yeah, I love that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, such, it's a void you can't even explain. It's so fulfilling, so rewarding when somebody else gets it and, mm-hmm. and just has, you know, just so excited. So let's take you way back. When did you first know that makeup was for you? Like I'm talking, I have people go back to when they were five years old. Right. When did you know? <laughs> or did you time. know? Or did you know? Because I know that for <clears throat> me, it was almost like it was a hidden talent I didn't know I had. Mm. So I loved it, but I also, it was a different journey for me. I was like, oh, oh, right. people like what I do? Oh, okay. It gave me the courage to, to want to explore, explore it more. It, so, sure. Yes. So tell me, what, what was that moment? So I feel like it's so interesting when, I, when I've tried to pinpoint it. And I think for me, I mean, I grew up the youngest of two older sisters, a mother and a father who's an artist. So I grew up in a very artistic, creative, feminine household, for lack of a better. And so beauty was kind of always around me, you know, watching my mother get ready to, you know, put her face on to go to work and watching that transformation. And I think for me, I mean, I was always super, I mean, like Barbie was like the cornerstone of my childhood (laughs) and and playing with dolls. And so was Star Wars, but I was never really into like, you know, um, 
trucks and war and all that kind of stuff. I was really into my sister's dolls growing up and I loved styling them and putting clothes on them and brushing their hair and doing anything that like involved glamour. And I loved like when, as a kid watching old movies, like on the weekend, it was always like on Sundays, channel five, it would be like my fair lady or, you know, what have you. And I, I was always enchanted by that. And of course, being a child of the seventies, um, watching all those great television shows back then, all the glamorous ones and variety shows and watching Cher on TV and all that kind of stuff. So I think for me, I had two real aha moments. And I think it, one of them was when I was eight years old, my mother came back from the Broadway department store just after having a makeover in quotes. I never liked that word personally, because that always insinuates something was wrong. You had to redo it. I always think a makeup application or just showing someone a different way. So she had gotten her makeup done. And I remember my mom always was very natural, like, you know, had dark hair and dark brows. And she always wore like a red lip or a bright lip, but very minimal makeup. Otherwise, a little hint of mascara. But she came home with like, you know, I mean, I was eight. So this was 1978 basically. Yes, I'm telling you my age. Um, and <laughs> I always say I'm somewhere between Botox and death. No, um, I <laughs> hashtag truth. But I was eight years old and she had like blues and purples eyeshadow on. I mean, she looked like a different woman. And I just remember and she, of course, was a sucker and bought everything, which she naturally really never used again. Um, but had all the bags. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, look at my mother. What did you get? And I remember like, it's almost like this memories from yesterday, like just voraciously going through her bag of makeup and opening things and touching the blush with my finger and just really, and smelling it. I mean, makeup had, you know, a smell back then, really, <laughs> if you remember. Yes. Yeah. And it just, it was such a moment. And so I saw the transformational in real life. I mean, I looked at, I remember when she came home, I looked at her like a movie star had arrived in the home because she looked so, so different and so glamorous. So I think that's when I kind of knew sort of the power of makeup. And then when I was around 12, my father, who was a graphic designer, he's still a painter and a fine artist, but he had his own graphic design firm. And this is before the internet. So he wasn't going to, you know, Google, you know, a female model or whatever. So he would get lots and lots of books coming through his office. And I remember he um, got home from work one day. And he's like, Gregory, come here. I want to show you something. Look. And he, there was this book that was open and there were two women. There was one on the left and one on the right. And the one on the left was like, you know, freckled and blonde and had no lashes and just looked kind of homely. And the one on the right, of course, was this total glamazon and had full makeup and hair and the whole nine yards. And I remember thinking, gosh, that's so mean that they put these two women next to each other. <laughs> My dad said to me, <laughs> it's the same person. And I literally, it was like, I was like today years old, you know, it was like this instant m lesson in hair, makeup, lighting, photography. And the book was the famous photographer, Francesco Scovolo, um, his book called Women. And it was, the person was Patty Hansen. And she was always, you know, like light blonde and freckled and the whole thing. And so it was the before and after that kind of blew me away. And it's, it's just on a total side note, full circle, I ended up in my, in my adult life, having worked with a couple of women who were in that very book. So talk about a full circle moment. Oh, <laughs> I know. I got killed. Yeah. That's, that's great. You have crazy 
magnetic attraction or something. I don't I mean, know. How <laughs> did that, that happen? I talk about the law of attraction, right? I, it's just yes. the world gets small and, and it's, it's, it is, that is still one of those moments that I still pinch myself because that was such a defining moment in my young life. And then I guess when I was a teenager, you know, I, it, I was a child of the eighties. I loved, and still do. I loved like, you know, Boy George and Nina Hagen and Susie and the Banshees and any, oh, any yeah. very mm -hmm. elaborate, you know, always something more edgy. I was always attracted to that kind of, that kind of vibe. And, and I would steal my sister's makeup. I hope they're not listening, but they knew. Um, I would steal their makeup <laughs> and practice on myself, you know, not like drag makeup, but just very like, you know, new romantic and Duran Duran and Boy George and, all that kind of stuff. And so I thank God for boy George, thank right? God. He was like a pioneer for Oh, a million so percent. So many things. So many things, but I feel so like makeup things. I remember thinking how great his makeup was. Oh, stunning. Like it was insane. And I remember just like I was a huge fan. I mean, I bought every poster and every magazine and I would take the bus to Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles because I lived in suburbia. I was basically kind of near the airport and the beach. And I would go to, you know, the international magazine stand and buy all the European magazines that had all of my idols in them and study, study their faces, study their makeup. And I didn't know, Devon, that actually makeup was a true career. Like I thought that being a male makeup artist meant you either are doing, you know, people for the movies and making them look bloody and dead, or you were working behind the cosmetic counter at a department store. I didn't know there yeah. were really. Tell me when you, when you realize that's a great mm. um, pivotal moment. Mm. So tell me what, when you realize that, Oh, I can do this for a living. I can do something I love and make money at it and enjoy it. Right. I think that happened. So I think I was around 19. I was, I had literally, I went to college for like 10 minutes. I was never into learning in a conventional way. Like I was like, I don't want to learn it. I don't want to hear about the Mona Lisa in class. I want to go see her. And you know, I was very, yeah. bad. you know, I, I was very hands on. So I kind of needed a job. And so I got a job at Fred Siegel in Santa Monica. And to be honest with you, what attracted me to that job or that department I worked in, which was the cosmetics department, um, was they had a custom blending fragrance bar. And I loved and still love fragrance. That was really kind of my first love. And I was actually a little embarrassed by makeup because, again, I thought, and also, too, you have to remember, and I'm sure, I mean, this gets very psychological, but if you want it, being a makeup artist was also attached to your sexual preference, which doesn't make yeah. any sense. It's like, I oh, know. you want to be a makeup artist? You must be gay. And it's like, you know, yeah. so there was, and of course, I was at that time in my life not out. And it was, you know, very like, oh, my God, I don't want to, I don't want people to think that about me. I mean, it's horrible because, and of course, one has nothing to do with the other, but you know, what are you going to tell someone who just turned 19 who's, you know, yeah. in the closet? So, and it's not like today. No, I mean, no. even though it was <clears throat> probably more accepted on, in, on the West Coast, it still was, you know, not near what, and, and even today, obviously, we could argue it's still not um, fair or equal, mm -hmm. but it surely wasn't back then. No, so definitely I can absolutely not. Absolutely see why you. 
um, absolutely see why. Right, exactly. And of course, I mean, this is could be a whole other conversation. But, you know, I mean, at that age, there were not very many at all role models. There was no one to look at. I mean, there was Paul Lind on Hollywood Squares, you know, who was over the top and flamboyant. <laughs> and there was Boy George, who a lot of people were like, oh, he's a freak. He's wearing a dress and has makeup on and braids. And so it was, it was really tricky, you know, navigating that. And so they asked me when I interviewed, they said, do you have any makeup experience? Because we also sell makeup here. And I remember saying, yes. <laughs> <laughs> kind of because I really wanted the job like I was like yeah. if that's going to be my key into working at this custom blended fragrance bar because I mean I kind of did I would do my friends makeup in high school and I did myself and I go to clubs and the whole thing so um, I kind of fibbed my way in on that note because I really again wanted this job and they took a chance and they hired me and so I literally working there, I worked there for about three and a half years. I was there from 89 to 93. And I mean, what a journey that was. And I think that, you know, there were two women who I worked with who were bona fide makeup artists and they taught me so much. And I was so interested. And it was interesting because at that point, makeup artists like um, the late great Paul Starr, used to come in because we carried Shuamura Cosmetics and that we were one of two places in all of LA that carried it. So um, I that's the first time I realized that, oh, he works with movie stars and he's doing their makeup for photo shoots and red carpet and, and that kind of thing. And so that's kind of when I, that pivot happened for me internally when I realized that, oh, this is a thing. And like, you know, a, a number of makeup artists used to come in and shop. And um, I knew there were fashion makeup artists because, of course, I read all the fashion magazines and would, of course, you know, idolize Kevin O'Quan and would see, you know, Diane Kendall's name and Ashley Ward and the list goes on. But I didn't realize that there was like somewhere like a Hollywood makeup artist. <laughs> so that's kind of where when it kind of hit my radar and I I still didn't think I would do it for a living. At that point, I was getting more and more interested in it. And I was literally and figuratively coming out of the closet more with being a makeup artist. Like, oh, this is something I'm interested in. It's art. Because I always loved doing art as a child and my father encouraged it. So that thank god yes. for your dad oh, thank god for bob arlt i tell you he is <laughs> an amazing human being on so many levels yes exactly and so yeah very encouraging and um and so i think it was i mean just to kind of fast forward a little bit when i when i finally left fred siegel i was i was doing photo shoots here and there and doing like test shoots and kind of trying to get my portfolio going and i met a photographer and then in 90, February of 93 is when I decided, okay, I, I love Fred Siegel. I've, I think I've kind of hit the ceiling. It's time to move on, but I don't really know what's next. I was not confident enough to be a freelance makeup artist at that point. And also, too, at that point in Los Angeles, it was a small pool of artists, really small, of doing like, you know, red carpet and celebrity and photo shoots very, very small. And I did not remotely feel like I even deserved to have a seat at that table at that point. And so I got a job with Mac and that's when I really realized, okay, I am now fully 100% into makeup. Fragrance is gone. No more skincare, no more, you know, um, bath products. Like we carried at Fred Siegel, 
now I'm fully immersed in makeup. And then I, that's truly when I realized that this could be a career. Nice. You know how many people it's so I'm just sitting here thinking about when you just said Mac, who's the next Mac? You know how many amazing mm. artists Mac turned out because they gave him an opportunity and the, the courage and the education and mm. the products, of course, to, to develop themselves as an artist. Like who's going to be the next Mac? Because so many of these retail companies, I hate to say it, are just about sales. Mac invested in their in their artists, in their employees. Mm-hmm. And and I don't see anyone stepping up to bring in this next generation of amazing talent. Thankfully, um, a lot of these young people had the advantage of the internet and getting yes. inspired by YouTube and yes. how to, you know what I mean? Yes, so 100%. that propelled them forward, mm-hmm. but... Even so, the experience and opportunities that Mac provided, mm-hmm. there's no retail company that holds a candle to that. I completely agree, agree with you. I, I, I couldn't name one. And I think to your point, especially in the, the very beginning, quote unquote, like in the 90s, like literally yeah. before the Internet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they really were a very, very maverick company. I mean, there's been no other like it, you know? And I think, especially at that time, I mean, you talk about timing. It was the perfect storm of creativity and inclusivity and everybody, you know, the joke was Mac would hire the unhirable, you know, people with piercings and tattoos and colored hair and who were true artists and expressive. And and it was a different, it was a very, very different time. And now, of course, you know, with the advent of the internet and people you know, YouTube and Instagram and the list goes on and different companies are so much noise out there and you can't really tell, like, you know, you see somebody wearing all black and a brush belt. Do they work for Mac? Do they work for another brand? Cause people have, you know, kind of knocked off that <laughs> business model to an extent, but it, it's hard to say. It is hard to say. I think that um, it's how do you, and this could, you know, be another conversation altogether. It's like, how do you, set yourself apart from everyone else. And I think it was a little easier to create an identity back then before the internet, because people had to rely on their memory of you as opposed to mm-hmm. Googling you. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when, you know, but I, it's, that's, that's, that's always the thing, but I always tell anyone who's starting out, you know, don't, there's no other you. So you have no competition because no one can do what I- you do. A hundred percent. I think customer service plays a big part of that yes. sanitation now at this point. Mm, so mm-hmm. if you want to set yourself apart, because there's still some, remember when, and I can say this because um, I worked at a salon in Birmingham in the nineties mm. and the artist was, I loved her and hated her at the same time. She was so mean to me. Oh God. Um, and she really inspired me to want to be an artist because she was so fantastic. She came from New York. It seems so cool again to a 19 year old, mm-hmm. right? And, but the way they treated clients, I I was so, I was like, I I just can't believe that they accept this. Um, But anyway, so where was I going with that? (laughs) Well, customer service. I mean, that is, that is, that's always been the cornerstone of Mac as well as artistry. Right. And and so there, there, I don't know where I was going with that. I'll have to cut that part out. But anyway, (laughs) off the, off the record i mean just you know i remember how bad the customer service was but she was so talented and everybody loved her it didn't matter well that's right i feel like it doesn't matter how talented you are there's such a big pool to pick from yes that's true that you're going to get passed over if you you know behave like that's right um but anyways let me give you a heads up too sometimes this will shut off at 30 minutes if it does i'll send you another link oh no problem okay 
Good to know. Um, so tell us, you had such an amazing career. And starting in retail is amazing because you really do, and well, with Mac in particular, you, you probably got to meet so many great artists and, and probably grew up because I feel like your generation of Mac artists are some of the most amazing of all time. So yes. tell me who was, you know, your one of your biggest influencers, or I know you had a lot of great, you said those ladies were wonderful at Fred Siegel mm-hmm. and they really helped you along, but is there a mentor or an influencer that really stands out that you feel like was a pivotal part of, you know, your, your journey on becoming a, a very successful and talented artist? Thank you. Oh my gosh, uh, Devon, there's so many, but there, if I were to pigeonhole it, if I were to like, you know, and meanwhile, off the record, I'm looking at, it's like, we have six more seconds. Is it going to cut off? <laughs> I know. Let's see. I'm Let's see. Too. No, we're still going. Oh, we're still going. All right. All right. Back on the record. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many. And I, I have to say that um, Marie Mason and Andrea Kessel were two people that really taught me a lot about makeup at Fred Siegel. And that was, and it was also too, like Andrea taught me the art of natural makeup. I mean, she did a ton of like commercials and like TV commercials and stuff. And we ended up being roommates actually in the in the very very early 90s before i started working for mac so we would have creative nights and she would show me like you know i would practice on her and she would show me different things and i think that's really important she did it with no ego and and it was all about helping to elevate me in my in my craft and then marie who i worked with at fred siegel was like kind of the shuamura expert and she was really into edgy editorial makeup taught me how to kind of you know finesse pushing myself out of the box but like doing it in a really sort of beautiful way because I love um I love organic artistry but I also really love tech being a technician and you know having that perfect line and how to create all that kind of stuff um so those two really helped me a lot but when I started working for Mac again Mac was a small small company in 1993. I mean, it was really, truly, again, like you said, you said it perfectly, like the, the, the stable of artists that were at Mac at that time were truly some of the best of the best. And the person who actually hired me at Mac, who is still to this day, my best friend, his name is Philippe Chancel. And Philippe is, he, I just looked up to him. He, hired me and he had a really big career as a makeup artist in Canada. Actually, he was from Montreal and then went to Toronto and would do like cosmetic campaigns and magazines. And, and he really taught me a lot about editorial makeup and just, um, and also had a great business sense about him because he did actually, um, run, um, operations here in Los Angeles, California. And then he went over to, you know, Paris to open up Mac there um, in the very early, you know, I don't know, 95, I think, or 96. And so he really taught me a lot. Um, And I really owe so much of my, my career and my artistry to him. And so I definitely looked up to him. And of course, Kevin O'Quan was like my God and my idol and, I used to run to the, you know, to the mailbox to get a lore magazine to see what what he'd done on the cover and who he'd worked with. And I got a very um, an amazing chance to um, meet him. 
several times we had mutual friends. And uh, so I was able to spend time with him when he was in Los Angeles and just pick his brain. And, and I mean, that's, I will always treasure that time for sure. How lucky were you to meet him? That was the book that inspired me. Yes. And I had, I, I think, did he just have two books? The two he had books? three. So the first book three. that he came out with was The Art of Makeup. That's, I mean, and I actually yes, knew I of him before that. that. Yes, exactly. And it's one of my most treasured books. I mean, he signed it for me. And I, it's, it's just, <gasps> I mean, literally, I, it's, again, I pinch myself because I remember at that time when I met him, it had to have been 1995. I think it was 95. And so, and then we just, you know, kind of, I'd see him when he came to Los Angeles, like he would always, you know, reach out and he'd be like, Oh, a group of us are going to dinner, please join us. And so, you know, we, we spent quite a bit of time together. And the last time I saw him was probably a couple months before he passed away. So oh I know, gosh, but yeah. what an inspire! I mean, there, again, talk about timing. There's, there's no, I, I, it's just unbelievable the impact he made. I mean, heterosexual men know his name. <laughs> I know. I, I'm telling you, he was a true pioneer and inspiration. I had that book and I, I absolutely fell in love with it. And then Same. what was the next one? Fast forward. Yeah. Or face forward. And then, face and forward. then there was making faces. I can't remember which order making those came faces. in, but yes, those oh, were his yeah. books. I do have all three. I'm sure. Yeah, I donated mine to the school. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I um, but yes. Oh, I remember the first book. Oh my gosh. It was, oh, it was amazing. I would just pour over. I would literally study that book. Like it was my I Bible. Know. It was my Bible. I know. definitely, the transformations were amazing, but I will say we had this discussion at the school because, you know, contouring in that book was to transform someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know how contouring <laughs> turned into everybody in the world should do this at an extreme level. Um, it turned a corner. <laughs> it turned a corner. And I, I thought back to that book, like, this was not what Kevin quite had in mind for conjuring and highlighting. Um, but nonetheless, we all learned so much from that book. And mm -hmm. if, anyways, it has a legacy. Of oh, its own. totally. So tell me, when do you feel like you finally reached success? And I know that that has a different definition for so many people. I mean, and, and for some people, they feel like, oh, well, I haven't really got there because it's ever evolving. Mm. But a time in your life where you knew that this was sustainable. I think every artist wonders, well, great. How am I going to make money? Right. If you're, especially if you're not in retail, right? right? right. right. <laughs> if you don't have that continuous paycheck, um, you always wonder, how can I sustain this and, and do this full time? Um, so maybe that's part of your success or maybe it's a certain celebrity Maybe it is um, being able to, you know, turn down jobs that um, no longer are of your interest. Mm. I mean, I, I don't know what success looks like for you, but share with us what you might deem is success and when you feel like I've arrived. So, okay. So first of all, every single example that you just gave is how I would define success <laughs> or my success. I, I think that if the, my first instinct or my first answer, I think would be that I, I feel like because I still love doing what I do, that's success to me, like still mm -hmm. waking up with a passion to do what it is I'm doing. 
I think that to me defines success. I think that's what makes somebody successful. Now, of course, there's so many different things. If someone's, you know, financially successful, if they're famous, if they're, you know, the list goes on. Um, for me, it's, it's just still having the passion to do what I'm doing. And I think that I've been really, really fortunate because I have had one hand I'm holding Mac. So that is quote stability. I mean, I've been with Mac for 28 years and it's been incredible. Are you still with I'm Mac? still with Mac. I'm the director of oh makeup artistry gosh. for Mac. I know it's crazy. I just celebrated 28 years in February and that is uh, do you get a plaque? I get right exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's so funny because now Mac, well, Mac ever since 1998, Mac was acquired by Estee Lauder companies. And so Estee Lauder being a huge, you know, um corporation has, you know, a, I mean a, a legacy corporation. They do all that corporate stuff like, oh, here's your you've been with, with the brand for 10 years. Pick something out of this catalog. Do you want a watch? Do you want a, a vacuum cleaner? I mean, <laughs> I swear it's kind of unbelievable and amazing. And you do get a lovely letter with these milestones that you celebrate like 10 year, 15 year, 20 year, 25 year. And we'll see what happens in two years <laughs> for 30, which is unbelievable. Yeah. So I've been you better stick out the last I'm two years. You. Who knows what what's in that catalog? I know, right? <laughs> I want to see. So there has been that where yes, it is. I mean, I am in a corporate position. You know, I'm a, a, a director and in, in the with the brand director of makeup artistry, which is basically a spokesperson for the brand. And I sit in on product development meetings and and create um help to create trends and all all sorts of fun stuff and especially now during the, the pandemic it's all kind of migrated to everything being virtual so i've had mac but also i'm with an agency as well i'm with forward artists and so i've kind of got this best of both worlds where it's like i've got this corporate retail job um and, and also i have this sort of freelance job which of course sometimes it is feast or famine just like with anything sometimes there are dry spells and sometimes it's torrential downpours so yeah. it really depends but i think that to kind of go back to like a viable moment i think for me like the first time i ever saw my name in a magazine that was like a rush like oh my gosh that's when you're like oh my god i made it you know like you feel like and that's just a piece of paper it's you're it's just printing but it did make me feel kind of like okay you know whether or not I'm going to ever be printed in a magazine again this is a really really amazing moment and that felt really good to me or seeing my name on a credit on screen um I think also too like you know when you when you start to work with more people and there's word of mouth and you realize that especially with I mean I have to say social media has been an incredible tool for elevating careers in a lot of ways because there's a lot of eyes on you you know I mean I would look at a magazine and open up like who did this makeup and look in the credits and look in the little what they call the gutter of the magazine you know the the inner spine to read who did the hair and the makeup and all that stuff and now you can just go of course of course go on Instagram and see credits. So I think, um, I think that those kind of things are, are, are kind of made me feel like, okay, this is maybe I'm on the right track. And then, you know, if a celebrity had heard of me or, you know, had requested me because of, they'd seen my work, then you're like, okay, I get being on the radar is oh, an exciting yeah. feeling. I don't know if that necessarily, it's yeah. like, I always think of share. 
like when Cher won her Oscar and she said, I don't know if this means I am somebody, but I think I'm on my way. You know, it's like you get these milestones of recognition and some people have a major bucket list and they're like, well, once I achieve X, then I'll know I've made it. But I always think, you know, happiness is a journey. It's not a destination. Just be in the moment and enjoy each milestone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank said. you. Um, a long answer, I mean, <laughs> but it's <laughs> no, it's just so, I mean, to have a celebrity ask for you, that is, I've arrived. I mean, in my it's book. pretty cool. I, it's I, pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I remember this is a funny it's, story. I remember. So I love Jennifer Coolidge. You know who Jennifer Coolidge is? The actress. Yes. She was in Legally Blonde. She's in all Christopher yes. Guest movies, Best in Show. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Love. And I remember, I don't know, like probably 15, I don't know, maybe it was 20 years ago at this point. I was at a party and she was there and I was like, oh my God, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I love her. And so I met her and I introduced myself and I said, my name is Gregory. And she goes, oh, Gregory, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a makeup artist. She goes, Gregory Arlt? And I almost fainted because I was like, she knew <gasps> who I was. Like what? that kind of blew my skirt up. I was like, okay, that's pretty amazing. When you think I've, you've been on my radar for so long and just to know that um, maybe you're on there. So that was, that was still have not worked together. We have socialized. I've been around her, like with doing another movie that I was working with another actress of a movie that she was in as well for their press junket. And we still have not worked together. So Jennifer, if you're listening, I would still love to work with you. <laughs> oh my god! It was pretty cool. That's it amazing. was cool. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty cool moment. Oh my god! Yes, that is very cool. Thank you for the oh, share. Sure. That is very cool. I mean, I think that's a <laughs> that for our listeners. I feel like, well, that's a good goal to have. <laughs> totally. Um. So, what does the future hold for you? I know you're going to hold out at Mac for the next two years because you need to get I your need my catalog. Your, yeah, 30, <laughs> yeah, you need to catalog at thirty years. Um, but is there a, is there a, a pivot for you or is there, you just, your, you know, makeup is like your ride and die, ride or die, or oh. do you have other plans? What, what, what is, what does your future hold Gregory? Well, that is a very good question. I think that it's, it's, I mean, all of us have been so thrown off track, of course, with this pandemic, right? So, I mean, oh, everything yeah. we thought we were going to be doing. And really, in LA. A hundred percent. Yes, exactly. So I think for me, I'm kind of just being in the moment, like just kind of seeing where things go, navigating through life safely. I have some pretty, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I can do a little a hint of a teaser, but I have actually something really cool that I've been working on. That's actually going to be um, coming out in July of 2021. Hint, hint. Um, just stand by. Watch the space for details. <laughs> what does that mean? I know. I'm so ambiguous, aren't I? <laughs> yes. I'm like, is it product? Is it education? Is yes. The what? answer is yes <laughs> to all of it. So <laughs> just stand by. But I think, yes, I think for me, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful. I actually finally joined the union, the local 706 hair and makeup union um, last November, which is great. And I, you know, basically having worked with um, a couple of my clients for what they call a star request, which means they request you to be on a show. If you're not union, 
and then you amass enough hours to finally join the union. So um, that that happened, which is exciting, and that kind of opens up the door to do more totally different. Sure, animal. you yeah. know, I've never been insanely interested in doing like you know TV or film necessarily, but especially now. I mean, pre-pandemic, but even now there's, there's so much production happening and there's so much going on, um, that, uh, it, it, you know, with like a Gwen Stefani doing the voice, you know, it's instead of just doing someone for a sitcom or an episodic show, you can actually work with clients for things like that. So that helped that opened the doors and we'll see where that takes me. That is very fun yeah. and interesting. And I think it's going to open a lot of doors. I hope so. You. I mean, I think you're going to be so busy. You're not going to know how to handle it. all. I, I, your lips to God's ears. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, I think so. And I have to say, like, you know, social media, it's so funny because it's it really is what you make it. I think it's such an incredible tool um, to utilize as an artist for anyone listening to really make sure your social media is up and uh, up and running and. People are now like the joke used to be like, oh, what's your portfolio? Instagram? Well, now it is, you know, it's not even a joke yeah. anymore. It would be a joke if you actually brought in, remember those big black binders oh, yeah. everyone had? <laughs> my, I still have my portfolio. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I think it's still beautiful to have. I actually, admi- well, some of mine I don't admire because I look back and think, oh, thank God I evolved as oh, an well, artist. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> but, and then there's others that I'm, I'm super proud sure. of and, and you know, just neat to, to look back, kind of nostalgic. Um, Definitely. It's almost a scrapbook in a weird way. It is. It is. It's a piece of history, Definitely. really. Um, so I, I want to be mindful of your time because I could talk to you for. I know you and me both. I'm good. <laughs> I, I'm, this is, I hope so. This is such an amazing interview. And I, I know that Thank our you. listeners are going to be so grateful for all your advice and, and so blown away once they they hear they get to hear how humble you are and then when they go on your you. website they're not even going to believe <laughs> that this is the same person so tell me what um there there's so many pieces of a, pieces i would pick out of this entire conversation that are so useful to up and coming artists but what is one thing you might give newer artists what what piece of advice might you give newer artists who are really trying to stay inspired and and get their career off the ground sometimes it can be discouraging mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and you, you have to grow a thick skin and not everybody knows Mm -hmm. that, you know, that is very true, Uh, very true. And, um, so what, what if you had one thing to say to our listeners or even our students, um, to help them stay inspired and stay the course and, and be true to who they are becoming this amazing artist, what would you say? I would say, don't take anything personally. I know that's a very broad statement, but I think, I think that to you, like you said, you have to have a thick skin. I don't think, I mean, we're human beings, of course, we're sensitive things sting and all that kind of stuff, but no, don't take it personally because I think in this world, I mean, yes, we've all been treated poorly in the whole nine yards, but I think that like, let's say for instance, you're a makeup artist and you're working with, with what you feel is a client. First of all, I don't like the word client. I don't use that word because they are, they're people I work with. A client insinuates, this is like, you're on retainer. This is a full-time job. And I've never really been a fan of that word, but I digress. I just think, you know, Gwen Stefani is someone I work with. Fran Drescher is someone I work with. You know, it's like, it's people you work with. And I think that um, if for some reason, 
let's say they decide they want to work with someone else or they don't call you back. Like, let's say you did makeup for somebody and you thought it went really well and they don't call you back. It's not, don't take it personally because unless somebody's looking at you in the face saying you're a really bad makeup artist. Okay. It's really probably not about maybe your technical skills, or if it is, maybe it's just not to their liking, but it's not to be taken personally. There's enough work out there for everybody. And I also believe that feedback is very, very important. I think if you don't know, you don't grow. You know, if there's something that you could be working on, whether it's a personality flaw or a skill with makeup or what have you, I just think that it's always, it's always good to educate yourself and to, you know, always keep learning in any way you can. But I think I always, I just really think don't take it personally and it's hard as artists and I also, I kind of, I'll go back to this. I mean, I, I mentioned this earlier, but another thing that, I mean, I'm, it's two pieces of advice really, but I always tell people, you know, when they, when they get, re- cause I've done a lot of um, guest appearances, it's makeup schools and, and, you know, makeup shows and all that kind of stuff. And one of the biggest questions I get is, you know, um, uh, what was I I just, I just derailed. Oh, um, what, what about all the competition out there? There's just so much. And how do I stand out and blah, blah, blah. And I always say, you know what? You don't have competition because there's no other you, no one can do it the way you do it. If 10 of us are in a room and we all get the same recipe for the same cake, it's going to come out a little differently because of the intention you put into it, the strokes you use to blend your batter, you know, the list goes on how, let's say someone keeps it in the oven 30 seconds longer. It's, it's never going to be the same. So no one's going to do it the way that you do it. So always focus Mm -hmm. on you and not necessarily what's around you. Keep your skills up to date, but don't, you don't necessarily have to fall into a pattern or like, Oh my gosh. Like, like you were saying, like, oh my gosh, contour and highlighting is so crazy right now. And if I don't know how to do it, then I might not get hired. It's always good to know, but also be true to yourself. If that's not the way you like to do makeup, then don't feel obligated to do it. It doesn't mean that you're a bad makeup artist just because it's something that doesn't appeal to you. If that makes any sense, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So hopefully I know that was a very roundabout answer, but yeah, basically don't take things personally. <laughs> I think that's a great piece of advice and a piece of advice we have not heard. Um, our listeners have not heard before mm. because uh, everybody has their own opinion on what's what would be a good piece of advice. But this that has not been said. Oh. And I think that's super important because if any anything can derail you, it is being discouraged by taking things personal. Mm-hmm. You know, even when a client, you know, I always did bridal clients. And so you know, brides are high anxiety, they're high maintenance, they're high everything. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just don't take it personal. You, can't. you, just, you just fix it and you move right. on and, and you don't take it personal like it's your artistry, even though you know that white eyeliner inside their eye is not going to be trending 20 years Correct. from now when they look at their photos. That's right. Okay. And you're, um, way, you, I, you just, I have to, I have to expand on that for a second because you hit the nail on the head so hard. I, I mean, I used to do tons of bridal makeup when I was first starting out, like t- every weekend yes. I was working back to back Saturdays and Sundays and it, literally it's, it's their day. If she wants that white eyeliner on the inside, it's her yes. special day. You can yes. assist, not insist. But you also want to be a makeup artist. You want to be a makeup applicator. You know what I mean? But if they, if that's what they want. Yes. 
you're not your next job is not contingent necessarily on that wedding you just did. You know, I know a lot of people rely on it. Oh, I want those pictures. It's going to help me for my bridal business, etc. Yeah, and there's a lot of referrals. Totally, four of them out of the ten are getting right. married. Um, and it's okay to leave a picture out. Whoever's listening, it's okay to edit. That yeah. might not be if you're not proud of the work because that's what the person right. wanted you to do. You need to be able yeah. to stand behind what you do. And we're not going to always yeah. be able to do exactly what we want on everyone the way that we want to. Because at the end of the day, they're wearing it. Absolutely. So <laughs> I think that's a great piece of great. advice. Uh, Gregory, it's been a pleasure. Oh my gosh. Again, Instagram handle Gregory Arlt. That's right. A-R-L-T. A-R-L-T. Yep, yep. Um, and GregoryArlt.com. Absolutely. You would be missing out if you didn't follow him. He has... Just such amazing work. Thank you. And of course, I'm still working for Mac. I love that. Yes. I'll tell um, you what, uh, I'll, I'll call you in two years and let you know what I get. <laughs> I, we're going to have to do a follow-up. Our listeners are going to wonder what, what did he get? get 30 years. <laughs> exactly. Your 30 year anniversary. Thank you. Um, a pleasure. Oh, thank amazing. you so much. Good, continue Again, success to listen- you and what you're doing. Oh. And, and it's unbelievable. And there's such a nice a need for what you're doing in our, in our industry. So thank you. Absolutely. Well, you know, we, we were the precursor, but then they have to be handed off to and be inspired by artists like you. So this is, this is amazing. What a great connection. Thank you so much for your time. So grateful. We're going to follow up in two years. Well, we'll if have not to be before, because I like and you, to and you, you as yes. well. <laughs> Thank you so much and, take and care. you as well and be safe and we'll talk soon. Okay. Thank good. you. <laughs>